of people that are being baptized that, that came to follow Jesus over this pandemic. Isn't that great? Yeah. That is so exciting. God is still working in the midst of something in which we go, ah, can this ever be over with? God is saying, I'm going to use it for my glory. I'm going to do something in people's lives. And he used the pandemic to bring people to Jesus. We accepted Jesus that we died to self, just as Christ died. And we go under the water is the example of death. And we come up out of the water is an example of life, new life in Christ, just as Christ was raised from the dead. So we too are raised to new life in Christ. That's what baptism is all about. It is an expression of what has already taken place in your life. So, with that. <laughs> so, Kareem, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. <laughs> do you believe that he died for your sins? Yes. Do you believe that he rose from the dead? Yes. Well, upon that profession, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amanda, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that he died for your sins? Yes. Do you believe that he rose from the dead? Yes. Upon your profession, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Is this a good day? Yes. This is a good day. Chris, uh, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? I do. Do you believe that he died for your sins? I do. Do you believe that he rose from the dead? Yes, I do. Well, upon your profession of faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey, Chris, you want to stand with your wife? <laughs> Hey, Lindsay. Yes. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Yes, I do. Do you believe that he is the Son of God? Yes, I do. Do you believe that he rose from the dead? Yes, I do. We now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> 
for for me, this is a very uh, very special baptism as we have been on the journey with Suzanne uh, through Alpha and in our house church, and for her to come to a place of being baptized. So uh, it is uh, it is really great. Uh, Suzanne, uh, you've been on quite a journey, and uh, I want to know, Suzanne, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that he died for your sins? Yes. Do you believe that he rose from the dead? Yes. Well, upon your profession of faith, we are now going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I think I, uh, I failed to introduce myself. I'm Pastor Scott, uh, and it's great to be here this morning with you. And I am trying not to be distracted by the doors being opened up and the waffling smell of the sausage and the pancakes. And that might be a good motivator for me to keep it short, right? Uh, so that's my goal this morning. Um, and I just love the fact that as... Uh, as as the kids leave, there's just this massive amount of kids that are here that are here at New Life. Um, I, I am still, I'm still a little cold, um, but I am really, really, uh, I don't want to, what word I want to use, but uh, really excited about the baptisms that we saw. And that is all, that's what, that's what Easter's about. It's about resurrection, about new life. And we celebrate that by the demonstration of publicly declaring that we have new life in Christ. So what a great way for us to start off our Easter this morning by sunrise service and a baptism. I don't know if you've ever felt squeezed, caught. Some of you might, might actually be claustrophobic. Anybody claustrophobic here? Uh, just wondering, yeah, a few people, those tight spaces, and we feel squeezed in that, and it's, it's something that uh, um, some of us don't really like very much. When I was uh, a kid, uh, the boys and I were playing some ball, and the, uh, the baseball went into the neighbor's culvert pipe that crossed his driveway. And uh, which is no big deal because every year it was kind of a, a rite of passage every summer. Uh, we'd all gather and we would skinny through the culvert pipe. And it was great. And you kind of wiggle your way through. Well, the summer before we, we started to do this and um, none, of, none of the other boys could do it. It was actually, they had grown so much that they couldn't get their way through. But God blessed me with such a small body. Well, it was small back then. Uh, blessed me with such a small body that, that I wiggled my way through that year. So the ball was in the middle of the culvert. No big deal. I can do it. I go, I'll go get it, guys. And so I start in, and I get my shoulders through. I get my hips through, and I start to wiggle my way through. And as I start in, I'm going, ooh, it's a little tight. And uh, I'm going to do this. So I get through a little bit more and I get to about where the baseball is. And, and now I'm thinking, this is really tight. And I start to, uh, I start to, to panic a little bit. The, the anxiety starts rising inside of me. And I begin to think, what if I can't get out? What if I get stuck? What if, how are they going to get me out of here? 
And, uh, and I just freeze. And my buddies on both sides, they're, they're both going, come on, you can do this. Yeah, you got this. Come on. Yeah, you're there. You can get the ball. And, uh, and so I, I, I take a deep breath and I start to whittle my way through and I get through. And I get to the other side and uh, we're all high-fying and cheering and everything. And, and uh, I never told them how freaked out I was. And I can tell you, I never went back in that culvert pipe again. But you know, in life, we do. Don't we get squeezed? Don't we feel tight? Don't, doesn't it feel like there are times where we are in bondage? And when we get older, it changes, doesn't it? When we get older, the things that squeeze us maybe are not so much the physical things, but it's the things in life. Things like finances, we feel squeezed. Or we feel squeezed when it comes to relationships. Or we feel squeezed when it comes to um, our, our emotions. Uh, and, and it kind of changes for us. And with that, we, 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 we come to a place where we feel stuck. And the stress runs high, and the feeling of panic begins to build. You know, these situations that we find ourselves in, they're situations in which come sometimes because of the choices we make. We make choices, right? We'll make choices which will move us to a place where we find ourselves in, in a tight spot. And other times, we didn't choose it at all. It was what was done from, to us. It was outside of our control, and, and we feel squeezed. We feel the pressures of this world. And this story, this Easter story, is a little bit about that. It's a little bit about, about this, this story of bondage, of, of Jesus being, being bound and being put on the cross and, and, and his death. In John 19.30, we read these words. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. At that moment, he was bound by death. Death had a grip on him. And it had to. It had to because of sin. Not his sin, but my sin. Not his sin, but our sin. And it had a grip on him, and it bound him, and he was in the throes of death. But also what bound him, in John 19, 40, we read these words. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with spices in strips of linen. This was according to the Jewish custom. So not only was Jesus died, but he was bound with cloth. And he was restricted by this cloth. And then we read that it didn't end there because, the, because he was put into a tomb. And a stone was rolled away. And in Mark 15, 46, we are told that Joseph of Arameth put Jesus in a tomb, cut out of a rock, and they rolled a stone against it. Jesus was dead. He was wrapped. He was sealed. He was bound. He was held. He was caught on that Friday. And that, perhaps, is where the story should Isn't death? Isn't death where the story ends? But it wasn't. And I'm glad it wasn't. The story didn't end there because there was victory. In 1 Corinthians 15, 55, we read, Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? <laughs> death could not hold him. The linen cloth could not hold him. The heavy 
stone that was rolled in front of the tomb could not hold him. A little amen? All right. <laughs> oh, it is so good. In Matthew 28, 6, the angel said, he is not here, he has risen. He has risen indeed. Why? Why was he risen? Psalm 46, 146, 7 tells us, the Lord set the prisoners free. He is risen because he has set the prisoners free. And who is the prisoners? It's you and I. You and I are the prisoners. I come back to my opening story of, of being in that culvert and being squeezed. You see, sin does that to us. It, it, it squeezes us. It holds us. It will bind us. And we need to be loose of that sin in our lives. And whether we want to acknowledge it or not, it's true. Sin captivates us. We can look to deny it. We can look to ignore it. We can look to hide it. But no matter what we do, we will be a prisoner to sin. We are caught, we are bound, we are held by sin. Psalm 38, 4 and 5, we read these words. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. If we stop for a moment and we just... Think about our sin. Doesn't it do that to us? We can be on this side of the cross and we can be set free and we are set free where, where we, we, we know that the penalty of sin is death, but Jesus has taken that and borne that for us and that one day when we, when we pass out of time and into eternity, we will be with him. But until that time, sin can still have a grip on us. It can weigh us down. Jesus said these words. He, Jesus, went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue. And as was his custom, he stood up to read. And a scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He unrolled it and he found this place in it where he read. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to set me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recover the sight of the blind, to set oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord. Jesus said, that is me. I have come to set the prisoners free and we are free indeed. There's a story about a man, a gentleman, back in the days where slave trade was happening. And he was in this town, and, and uh, as he come across a crowd, they were, they, were, they were selling slaves. And as he watched from a distance, he saw one man and one woman after another after another coming forward being bound with their hands and their and feet, shuffling up onto the platform. And the crowd was jeering. Some were going up and they were inspecting the merchandise. Horrific scene. 
And this man, as he stood back and he watched this and he, 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 he looked back at the ones that were to come, he spotted this young lady. Looking at her eyes, he could see that she was full of fear, trembling, hesitating for a moment. He left his spot. And coming back a bit later, at that moment, that young lady was being brought onto that stage to be auctioned off. And she stood there. The auctioneer said, who will give me a good price for this young lady? This man, without hesitation, offered a bid twice as much as anybody had gone for that day. And with that, the crowd went silent. And then the gavel came down. And the auctioneer said, sold to that gentleman. He's made his way through the crowd and he comes to the bottom of the steps. And as she comes down those steps, he grabs the rope. She's looking down. And then this young lady looks up at him and she spit in his face. He said nothing, reached into his pocket, took out his handkerchief and wiped his face. And then simply said to her, follow me. She followed him to where he needed to pay for his slave. Filled out the paperwork, paid for her, turned around and handed her her papers of freedom. With a trembling hand, she reached out to take them and, and she says, what is this? And he says, these are your papers, your freedom. I bought you to set you free. And grabbing hold of them, looking at them, astonished and trying to come to realization of what this really means, she began to say, you bought me to set me free? You bought me to set me free? You bought me to set me free? And he said, yes. She fell down before him and she says, you bought me to set, you, set me free. I will serve you. Forever. See, that's what Jesus has done. He bought us to set us free. And with that, 1 Corinthians 6 tells us, For you were bought with a price, therefore honor God with your body. For for you have been set free from sin, Romans 6.18 tells us. That's where we are in Jesus. We have been bought to be set free. Galatians 5.1 tells us it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again with the yoke of slavery. Folks, we sit here today free and let us live in that freedom. Let us reach out for that freedom. Let us pray and say, God, I want to live in that freedom. And if you are finding yourself today, never have done that before, I would invite you today to say to the Lord, Lord, I want to be set free from my sins. I want to be set free. I want to live for you. 
and ask him, invite him to forgive you of your sins and begin to lead you in your life. But if you sit here today and you have done that and yet you know there is something in your life that is still binding you, still holding you, I want you to know that you have been set free from that. Not just one aspect, but the aspect of that sin that binds you. Jesus died for that. There is victory in that. You've been set free. Some of us need to step into that a little bit more. And we need to say, Lord Jesus, I am holding on to this. I am not letting this go. I am not letting you have victory in my life in this area. There's another verse that says that darkness cannot stand in the light. We're told that in John. Darkness cannot stand the light. And some of you are living in this sin because you're not allowing the light to expose it. You need to allow the light to expose it. And one way we do that is that we confess it to the Lord, but we confess it to somebody else. And you say, but, but, but Scott, if I confess it to somebody else, they're going to think bad things of me. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. We shouldn't. Because we all struggle with sin. But if you want to be set free from that, I invite you to pray and say, Lord Jesus, today, I want to be set free from. And I invite you to find someone to tell them, I have confessed this to the Lord and I need help traveling down this road. Will you help me? And that is living in the freedom of being set free. For if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. That's what the empty cross is about. That is what baptism is all about. That's why we are here today, to celebrate the freedom we have in Christ. Let me pray. Will you stand with me as I pray right now? Lord Jesus, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that we can remember the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we can remember that he is not dead, but he is alive. I thank you, Lord, that, that we have been set free. He bought us to set us free. He paid the penalty for our sins to set us free. Lord, I pray for those here today who have not yet understood that freedom for the very first time, that they would cry out to you, Lord Jesus, I desire for you to come into my life, to set me free from my sins. And Lord, I pray for those here who are struggling with sin. Day after day, they're struggling. They want to give it up. That today they will know new victory. They will know new hope. They will know freedom in Christ today like they've never known before, that they say to you, Lord Jesus, today I confess this to you and I desire to be set free from this sin. I pray, Lord, that they have the courage to tell somebody to walk together. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church, if the Son has set you free, you're free indeed. 
Go in that freedom, live in that freedom that he has bought us to set us free. He is risen. Uh, we've got a time uh, outside in the sunshine. If you want to stick around, we're going to uh, hang out together. The elders are making us some pancakes. So uh, feel free to, to stick around and, and enjoy the day. Blessings on you.